This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Today I will talk about testing and tempting. Take a biblical perspective on what it is to be tested and what it is to be tempted and what are the purposes of God in testing. I think these are timely questions to ask. But before I get into that, I'd like to remind you, if you have any questions, any comments, any thoughts that you'd like to share with me, please feel free to send me a note at ancientpaths at cantrell.cc. And I also remind you that there is a YouTube channel, Ask for the Ancient Paths, where I've organized all of the talks into playlists so that you don't have to hunt back through the podcast feed to find teachings that might be of interest to you. And I encourage you to take a look back at some of the previous episodes, in particular the teachings that I've done on two kingdoms, I think might be helpful to you. And also the teaching on the covenants has been uh, really super helpful to me. Anyway, take a look at that on the YouTube channel. So, let's talk about testing and tempting. At church the other day, I had a word that I wanted to share with the church, and I had a very strong sense that there is a time of testing coming, and that people need to prepare for this time of testing. And that sounds heavy and dark and difficult, perhaps, that, oh, there's a time of testing coming. And sometimes, more often, a time of testing can be quite a challenge But that's true if we take a test in uh, school, even. (laughs) If we're studying a difficult subject and we have a test, well, it's a stretch sometimes. It makes us focus. And sometimes I remember my brain hurting because I was taking a pretty serious test. And I believe there is a time of testing coming for you. I've been through a few tests recently. I can honestly say that there were opportunities that came up where what God had been telling me was now being put into practice. I was being tested to see if I really had learned those lessons. And there is a difference between being taught and learning. I think you understand that. Uh, I have sat in classrooms and been taught all kinds of things, and then I didn't learn them. And there is a difference between being taught and learning. And sometimes we can ask somebody or a friend, say, what is God teaching you? Uh, It might be better to say, what are you learning from the Lord these days? And how do you know if you've learned unless there is a test? That's the only way to know if you've really learned it is for there to be a test. And scripturally, there is a difference between being tested and being tempted. And a little bit later on, I'll talk about what that difference is. But I do want to take some time to look at testing and tempting in the Scripture. What are God's purposes? What are some examples of these things? Because we ourselves go through times of testing, and we ourselves go through times of tempting, and we help those who go through testing and tempting. We should have a pretty good understanding of it, just the way that God works What are some things that are very helpful to us as we go through a time of testing or face temptation? And the first thing I really want to say is 
Be comforted. God tests those he loves, and he has good purposes for the testing. And I'll talk about those purposes a bit later on. So first let's look at testing in the scriptures. In Deuteronomy chapter 13, uh, Moses talks about testing. And he says that if a prophet or somebody who foretells dreams appears among his people and announces a miraculous sign or a wonder, or if the sign or wonder that he spoke about takes place, isn't that something, a false prophet who actually does signs and wonders? And then if this prophet says, let's follow other gods, let's worship them, Moses says, don't listen to the words of that prophet, that false prophet. And then Moses says, Jehovah your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. Isn't that something? A false prophet would come, and God allows a false prophet to come and say things and then perhaps even do miracles, and the Lord will test his people to see whether we really love him. Of course, to love someone is to know them. So you could say Jehovah is testing us to find out whether we really know him and really love him with all that we have. And then Moses ends up this little section saying, It is Jehovah, your God, that you must follow, and it is him you must revere. Keep his commands, obey him, serve him, and hold fast to him. Amen. The Lord will test us to find out whether we love him. In Exodus chapter 20, right after the giving of the Ten Commandments, the people saw the thunder and the lightning, and they heard the trumpet, and they saw this mountain and smoke, and they were trembling with fear, shaking with fear. And they stayed at a distance, and they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us, or we will die. They were really scared. Surely a shocking thing to see. Thunder and lighting and the sound of a trumpet and the mountain all smoky. And Moses says to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Isn't that something? This presence of God that is so shocking and overwhelming and the word of the Lord is, Don't be afraid. The Lord is testing you. He's putting a fear, a, a holy fear in us to keep us from sinning. In First Chronicles chapter 29, David talks about testing. I'll start in verse 14. Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like shadows, without hope. O oh Lord, our God, as for all of this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. David knows that God tests the heart. And what pleases God is when we have integrity. God tests the heart. In Jeremiah chapter 9, 
the Lord says, See, I will refine and test them. For what else can I do because of the sin of my people? Well, I could think of something else God could do because of the sin of his people. Give up on them. (laughs) He could give up on us, but he doesn't. He's a loving father. He's a good teacher. And he says that he is going to refine, purify us and test us. He doesn't give up on us. There's an interesting thing in John chapter 6 about Jesus testing Philip. I don't know if you've noticed this before. John chapter 6, one of my favorite chapters in the scriptures, is all about desire and eating (laughs) and spiritual truth. And it says, when Jesus looked up, he saw a great crowd coming toward him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? And he asked this of Philip only to test him. For Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. And Philip's reply to this test, (laughs) Philip answered him, eight months wages would not buy enough bread for each one of them to have a bite. (laughs) Well, Philip didn't pass that test very well, seems like to me. Of course, this was at the beginning of Philip witnessing so many miracles And before Philip had received the gift of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues on the day of Pentecost. But it's interesting that Jesus sees this huge crowd and then he turns to Philip. What do you think? Where are we going to buy bread for all those people? And Jesus asked that as a test. Are you at a time of testing right now? Would Jesus turn to you and say, hey, what do you think? How are we going to resolve this problem? And we might say, there is no way we could ever resolve this problem. (laughs) Or he might say to you, so where do you think the money's going to come from for this mission trip? And you might reply, I can't see any possible way for that to happen. Well, let's put our faith in Jesus and his miraculous work. I have some invitations right now to minister in different countries, and I don't see how it's all going to come together. But if it is the Lord's will, I will be there. And my faith is in him and his power, not in the world's provision. In Revelation chapter 2, this is the letter of Jesus to the church at Smyrna. And Jesus says to the church, Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Well, isn't that something? A lot of Christian teachers will say, It's not God's will that we suffer. But he certainly allows it. And here Jesus says to the church, don't be afraid. You're going to suffer, but don't be afraid. I'll read the whole thing and then maybe talk about it a little more. Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you. And you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful even to the point of death. And I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. So here we see an example of the devil being allowed to cause suffering for God's people, and that's a test. And the Lord says, don't be afraid, be faithful, even to the point of dying, because if we persevere through, if we overcome We may die once, but we won't be hurt at all by the second death. Amen. Now we come to the scripture that perhaps some of you were thinking I would start with. And this is in James chapter 1. James writes, 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So here James is saying what we just saw in the book of Revelation, what Jesus says to his churches, that trials of many kinds come and those are testing our faith. The Lord allows trials of various kinds and he uses those to test our faith in order to develop perseverance. Skipping down a few verses, we see what James says. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Consider it joy. We face a lot of different kinds of trials, and these trials are testing our faith to develop perseverance, and we've got to let perseverance do what it's going to do, and we are blessed when we persevere under trial, because when we've passed that test, then we'll receive that crown of life that God has promised. When tempted, James says, no one should say, God is tempting me, because God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does God tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. And then after a desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, it gives birth to death. James says, persevere under trial, pass the test. And when you're tempted, don't say God is tempting me because God doesn't tempt anyone to do evil. Of course. Well, let's look at temptation now in the scriptures. And most of this will be very familiar to you. In Mark chapter 1, and it's in other Gospels as well, we read that at once the Spirit sent Jesus into the desert, and he was in the desert 40 days, being tempted by Satan. Jesus himself was tempted by Satan. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says, If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. (laughs) That's a very good word. There have been times when I started taking pride in my spiritual life, and then the fall came pretty quickly after that. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble, and pride comes before the fall. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful so that you don't fall down. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can stand up under that temptation. So a couple of things here. First of all, you're not special. If you're facing temptation, you're not special. There's nothing special about that. No temptation has seized you except what is common to everybody. That comforts me. And why does that comfort me? If I'm being tempted... That means the temptation that I'm experiencing has happened to millions or billions of people previously, and Jesus has helped millions and millions of people go through what I'm going through. Perhaps it's a temptation to give up, a temptation towards disbelief, a temptation to believe wrong things about God, a temptation to surrender. 
No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. God is faithful, and he he won't let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. If we'll abide in him, then we'll see that way out. He will provide a way out so that we can stand up under it. In Hebrews chapter 2, we read, Since the children have flesh and blood, Jesus too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels that he helps, it's Abraham's descendants. That's us. For this reason, he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement or compensation for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Well, there's a lot there. But I'll focus on this last bit. Jesus became like us and went through everything that human beings go through. And because he suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help you when you are being tempted. He knows exactly what it feels like. He knows the process. He is the only one who knows the full power of temptation because he did not give in to temptation. He has the power to overcome all temptation, and he will provide a way out for us as well. And I'll remind you what James said. Each person is tempted when their own evil desires take root and drag us away and entice us. So we see that Satan is a tempter, but we also can be tempted by our own desires. So what is the purpose of tempting? Well, to draw us away from a relationship with God, to bring condemnation. But what are the purposes of testing? And this is where we want to look, because our God allows us to be tested. And he has purposes. And the first thing I want to say when I talk about the purposes of testing is don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of a test. You can get serious about it. And I guess we could say that it's a holy fear. We realize how important it is when we take a test at school. And when the Lord gives us a test, it's important. But don't be afraid. God's perfect love will drive out that fear. He really loves you. The purposes of testing by God are to find out whether we love him with all our heart and with all our soul. He will give opportunities in our lives to check if we really are firmly committed to him or if we're going to try to save our own lives. Remember Jesus said, if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose it for me, then you'll find it. And he will allow times of testing in your life to find out whether you love him with all of your heart, with all your soul. He'll give you an opportunity to express that self-sacrifice. Another purpose of testing, this comes from the scriptures that we've read, is to give us the fear of God so that we'll be kept from sinning. It's to purify us, to refine our hearts. God tests us 
in order to develop perseverance, long-suffering, to press through, the ability to press through. So these are the purposes of God. And first of all, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of it. And there is a difference between testing and tempting. And this difference is really the reason that we need not be afraid. The difference between testing and tempting, a person who gives a test wants you to pass. A person who tempts you wants you to fail. God tests his people and he wants us to pass the test. The tempter, which is either our own sin or Satan himself, the tempter wants you to fail. He wants people to fail. But our God wants us to pass, and he'll give us everything we need to pass. So I was thinking about how to prepare for a test. A time of testing is coming, always, for God's people. Big tests, little tests. So how do we prepare? Well, the first thing, of course, is to listen to the teacher. (laughs) Listen to the lessons. Pay attention to what the teacher is saying because those lessons are coming and the lessons are different over time. Just like in school, you move on from one thing to the next. You grow up in maturity. So the first step to prepare for a test is to listen to the teacher. The second thing that I've written down here is take notes. We do it in school all the time. We listen to the teacher, we take notes. There may be times when you need to write down what God is saying to you. Keep a journal. Some people would say there have been times when I sit down with a piece of paper on my desk and say, Lord, what do you want me to hear? What are you saying? Please, I want to hear your voice. And write it down. Take notes. Highlight your Bible. Keep a prayer journal. That's a good way to prepare for a test is take notes. The next thing I've written down, which really probably should be uh, higher up in the list, is read the textbook. God has given us a textbook, the scriptures. The Bible is a library of books, each one that is so very helpful in so many different ways. And we need to read the textbook. We need to focus on what is written to prepare us for the testing. Another thing, and this is actually very important in preparing for a test, is put aside distractions. Focus on the work. When I was in graduate school, some of the tests that I took were very, very challenging. And I had to really set aside things that were distracting me. Turn off the telephone. Um, Actually, right now, as I'm working on this, I had to disconnect the internet so that my phone doesn't ring and my computer doesn't chirp when a message comes in. Put aside distractions. Focus on the work. That's how to prepare. And I encourage you, Listen to what the Lord is saying. Write down what he's saying. Read the scriptures and focus on what he's saying. Put aside distractions. I was in a meeting recently and saw a young man playing with his phone, and it's a Christian meeting. And he's just sitting there piddling away, looking at things on his phone. He's not going to learn in that situation. He's not going to hear what God is saying to him because he's allowed himself to be distracted. And this is true for everybody. I put myself right in the middle of this bucket of people. We have to set aside distractions so that we can hear the voice of the teacher. We have to set aside distractions so that we can read the textbook. So, in closing, just a few thoughts here. Who does the tempting? 
Satan, the adversary, and also my own sinful nature does the tempting. And we should never say that God is tempting me because he doesn't tempt people to sin. And we need to remember that God will always provide a way out of temptation so that we won't be overcome, so we can stand up under it. Well, who does the testing? Jehovah, the true God, the tester of our souls, is the God who loves us, the God who is on our side. And he promises to prepare us for each test. He will prepare you for the tests. He will give you all that you need in order to pass any test that comes your way. God wants us to pass each test. He wants us to do well. He wants you to do well. He wants to increase your perseverance. He wants to deepen your faith. He wants to refine you. He wants to purify us so that we'll become more and more and more like Jesus, so that we'll please the Father and serve the people that God brings into our lives. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Thank you for listening, and God bless you all. Thank you.